yeah. So I uh, I got a hole punch to my ear. They, uh, oh, they, wait, a real oh. legit hole punch? No, no. I mean, it seems like the rough way to do it. They they went straight from zero to two. Right. <laughs> and he goes, hurts? he goes, this is going to hurt. He wait, w- what do they do with the? Does the skin pop out like in no, a little it's a hole? Punch? <laughs> it's like like a little piece of every every you know every couple days they they empty out the the hole punch <laughs> with ear holes. <laughs> Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast that's all in the name. Good coffee with great conversation. Here's your host, Larry Vincent. Welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast. I am your host, as always this season, the host of the Coffee and Conversation podcast. With me is a person who uh, uh, fell into the last name that she has. Uh, well, I guess not. You married into the last name that you have. So I guess that wasn't falling into. That was more intentional. But still. That was, that was strategic. Yeah, strategic. Yeah. Uh, but no, the podcast is not named after her, Mrs. Autumn Coffee. Yes. Welcome. Wow. You, you're very mellow I, right I, now. I am. It's, she needs to drink more of the coffee. I, I, I attack this with a whole lot of energy, and you're like, I was channeling my inner grandma. I was just holding my cup of coffee. There was something about it. And Do you have slippers on right now? I actually, funny enough, I went and got fitted for orthotics yesterday, and I'm wearing them for the first time today. So if we, they're in my shoes, oh, orthotics. Oh, okay, well. So, I'm, so it's like a slipper in your sock, uh, in your in shoe. I, yeah, I just sounded old. Orthotics. Yeah, yeah, orthotics, yeah. You know, look, uh, you know, she, uh, Autumn was just telling me before the show that I needed... Uh, meditation, um, and there is not a truer statement in the world. But I don't know if I can calm myself to that point. So maybe I'm gonna take a swig of this, and you introduce oh, the guest. You know what? Let's just go ahead and do our first sip. Oh, okay. You know, look, look. You, I have let you run uh, run your little schemes this entire season. We do a first sip. Now we're doing the last sip. Okay. All right. Now we're going back to the first sip. First sip. All right. So we want to get a shout out to our sponsors, uh, Hoosier Warrior Coffee in Brownsburg, Ooh. Indiana. Uh, Alan and Courtney are amazing people. Uh, we just did the Irreverent Warriors hike last weekend, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, and, they, and so anyway, uh, we are drinking their Revly blend today. So let's go ahead and take our first sip, guys. First sip. I'm a coffee snob, so I'm gonna go ahead and get in here. Yeah, you 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 embrace that. This is good coffee. Hey. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. I know my coffees. Yes. All right. I know my coffees and I know my conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and and I know personally coffee. two coffees. This is true. This is true. All right. Well, let's get into our episode today. I'll introduce our guest, uh, Marty. Tell us a little bit. Of, tell us a little bit about yourself, my man. Uh, not your whole story yet. We'll get into that in a second. Just tell us a little bit about what you do. All right. Well, I am. Uh, I'm a, first and foremost. I'm in. I'm in long term recovery. Uh, July first, I will be celebrating seven years without a drink or a drug. Huh? All right. Gonna get a. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, <laughs> I am uh, owner of five recovery homes in Terre Haute, Indiana, called the Truman House. I am a co-founder of a treatment center now. So a lot has happened in the last seven years. So mm-hmm. a lot has happened. And uh, we just opened up another detox in, just outside of Louisville called the Robert, Al- Robert Alexander Center. So my primary purpose is to help those who still struggle with alcohol and drugs and uh, maybe and or their family. So. That's awesome, man. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, one, congratulations on sobriety. That's thank awesome. You. Thank you. Uh, and also congratulations on the work that you're doing, man. I hear, I hear a lot about you. Uh, in my in, in my circles, mostly good, mostly good. Mostly. Uh, <laughs> yes, right. Uh, and, and for the first time in our podcast history, uh, this is streaming live on TikTok. It is. It is. Only Marty's face is being seen. Uh, I'm trying to turn. Like, we what, don't. They we, don't. They don't. We should have prepared. Better. It's okay. It's all yeah. right. So, what is your TikTok? Just so if people, it, it's uh, it's a Norman life. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, I see a what you, Norman. Life. I see what you did there. It's a it's a lot to do with my wife and yes. what she does on there. She's hilarious. She's Australian. And, she uh, is. I Give her a shout out because she couldn't be here today. But she's. I mean, let's let's be. Everybody, honest. everybody, say what's up to Jessica. She's maybe at home watching this. I don't know. Maybe. Tell you the truth. Yeah. So does does the A stand for Australian? It's 
Well, you know, I was thinking, or is it uh, just like a normal life? A normal life. Yeah. You know see, the, 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 okay. So I kind of get uh, uh, geeky. Wait, is it a normal or a norman? Norman. It's norman. But can I can I get a little uh, Bible geeky for a minute? Uh, in the Greek, the word a it means non, right? Oh. So a uh, a norman life could be a non-normal life. I like it. Yeah, I'm uh, just saying. Did yeah, 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 see, because you know, like atheist, the yes. word atheist it's in the Greek, God no God, no God, no, no God, right? Uh, agnostic, no knowledge, I was about right? To say no gnostic, <laughs> <laughs> no gnostics. It sounds like a really bad Italian uh, uh, side dish. For sure. uh, I'm, I'm good on the gnostics, guys. Uh, I've had a lot of it today. <laughs> so. No, uh, agnostic, no knowledge, uh, which means that we, uh, an agnostic doesn't know what they believe. They just think there's something out there. They're just not confident ignorant. as to what it is. I'm sorry. What, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, ignorant is not a bad term. It's not. Uh, you know, and in, 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 in by definition, like I'm ignorant of a lot of things. It just means I haven't learned it yet. Yeah. Well, I know. And I, my ego used to get flared up when somebody said I was ignorant. To uh, yeah, but yeah. But again, I was ignorant to the, what the word actually means. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's start talking about uh, why we're here, uh, uh, Marty. As, as uh, you have been told, this season we are talking about hole in the soul, uh, and uh, we are not doing. I am not getting into cheesy podcasting. Sorry, go ahead. Golly, every time she does this to me, uh, and 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 yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, Marty's already. I really want a sound effect after a hole in your soul. What would the hole sound like? Yeah, what what does a hole sound like? It's, it's an it's a deep echo. It's like hollow. It's just impending doom. Ooh. Sound for okay, that is what I am going my, to my cut hole, out. My gaping hole what sounds like. like <laughs> yes, that was so much better. It actually. Was. Uh, mine, mine is. Oh, so Jason Voorhees, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It echoes. It does. It does. Um, Anyway, this is going to be an interesting podcast. Uh, (laughs) uh, So, Marty, tell us a little bit about the whole. Um, you know, and, 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 uh, and how you tried, uh, to fill that throughout your life. Wow. Okay. We're really going to go there. No, No, you know, growing, I believe, firmly believe that, uh, you know, I was an addict or an alcoholic long before I took a drink. Amen. Uh, I used alcohol and drugs to fill that hole, you know, but the the behavior problems, the the low self-esteem, the self-worth, anger, all these different, the fear that, that was always me, the not feeling comfortable in my skin. That was the actual root of the problem. I agree with that you wholeheartedly. Know, that, as you would call it, the hole. Yes. Right? That was sure. the hole in, inside of me. So that would lead almost like a genetic disposition almost. I, that... I, I guarantee it. Yeah. Was, you know, I believe wholeheartedly that addiction is a predis. You know, yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's definitely genetic. Um, you know, in, when I was about 13 years old, I found, I found my solution. You know, actually I was younger than that. I take that back. My first time I got drunk was was 10 years old, mm-hmm. give or take, yeah. you know, and I, here I was, this, this troubled kid, this kid, it was, uh, basically, you know, the poor kid They had broken down shoes, the hand-me-down clothes, you right. know, that kind of kid show up at, show up at home after school and there'd be a box of groceries on your doorstep, you know, like, I don't know if you guys remember government cheese. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I had that. I yeah. ingested that, which I think cause problems later but it, I'll just I'll, different story altogether yeah. right? I was in the military dude I get it <laughs> you know exactly uh-huh. what I'm about. yeah uh, so you know being that kid and not feeling ever feeling like I didn't fit into any social circles I, I wasn't good enough for this one I, I couldn't skate good enough for that one I didn't yeah. play basketball I sure wasn't a cheerleader so I couldn't what finish. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I had no balance. Were you born with the tattoos, or did those yes, come later? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it, was a, it was a gift from God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Genetic predisposition to uh, tattoos. I'm just imagining a little baby. Coming out <laughs> just coming out tattoos. covered in. Coming out with a face tattoo, right? You know, I mean, my, my no wonder my mom ran away. You know, just <laughs> oh, like, holy crap, he's got a face tattoo. You know oh what God. I what I love about uh, addicts uh, who come from dysfunction. Is that they they that? use their dysfunction as jokes? Oh, hundred percent. Like I tell people all the time, my family put the fun in dysfunction, right? Uh-huh. I mean, that's just how it is. 
I mean, how, what else are you going to do? Right, exactly. Well, what I did for a long time is I did, couldn't always find the funny in it. I yeah, mean, right. I, I, well, wore, it I wore it as a chip on my shoulder. It, yeah. was a, it was a badge of honor. If you, you know, I'm angry because of this. Yep. Or justifying how you... Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm doing this because of this. Right. Yep. If you were If you were me, you would do this too. And it was, you know, all of yep. this, of course. Yeah. You know, but... You know that first drink is. I remember it very clear. I was I was at a babysitter's house, uh, or not at her house. She came and she was babysitting me. I was ten years old. She took me to like a party. There was sixteen year old. She was about sixteen. Sounds like a great babysitter. She was. She was. She was cute. You know, that's that's where I was at with her. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Because she took me to like a 16, 17 year old party. They were drinking and doing smoking cigs and you know, cool, right? And I'm like, I'm enthralled, right? I'm like, yeah, you know, but. Somewhere along the lines, it became the cool thing to do, the funny thing to do. Let's do this kind of thing to get me drunk. The 10-year-old. Yeah, let's get the 10-year-old drunk. Yeah, so the thing about that is, is I don't remember, you know, I hear people tell the stories, and I don't remember any warm, fuzzy feeling going down my throat. I don't remember what kind of alcohol it was or, you know, what the label said. I don't remember any of that. The one thing that I remember that I was chased I chased it for the next 25 years yeah. was who alcohol made me become. Yes. For once, I had no fear. I had mm-hmm. no self-worth problems. I had no anxiety. I, I, I was the life of the party. You know, people were laughing at me. Uh, I thought they were laughing with me. With yeah. But they were, they were laughing at me. But it didn't matter. I was getting attention. Right. Yeah. You know, and suddenly I became that life of that party. And that's what I chased for the next 25. That's the feeling. That's the person. That's who I wanted. I knew at that moment that this is my solution to that gaping hole that you yeah. spoke of. Mm-hmm. You know, to that that God-sized hole in my chest. You know, yeah. I needed to feel it and this was it. And I found my solution and this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So, you know, before we were recording, you had talked about, uh, you know, the the – the preconceived notion that people have, or at least the story that people tell that they didn't enjoy that part of their lives. Right. Uh, and, and yet, you know, you have something to say to that. Yeah. I mean, you hear people say it all the time and, and, uh, you know, I go to fellowships. I'm a, I'm a, AA got me sober. AA has kept me sober. Right. So, and I'm not ashamed. I'm, I'm very non-anonymous. That was kind of my whole thing when I came when I got sober, it was like, I am not going to be anonymous about something great in my life. Yeah. You know, I wasn't anonymous about my addiction. Hell, I was on the front page of a lot of papers. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not going to be anonymous about something ins- inspirational right. and great and motivating like this. But anyway, um, you know, you hear a lot of people say, uh, you know, my worst day, my worst day sober is better than my best day drunk. And, yes. and I'm just like, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, bullshit. Yeah. Well, I think we... Some people have to tell that story so that because some people still aren't very happy sober. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like, no, there were times where it was fun. Otherwise, I would have stopped doing it a long time before. And that's that's the lie. Don't don't lie. Because like, here's the danger in telling that lie. Like, first off, you had a great time when you was drinking, right? And when you was doing drugs, or you wouldn't have kept doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, you had at first, yeah, right? Yeah, Yeah. at first, right? Yeah, I I loved. Jack Daniels on the rocks. I absolutely love the taste of it. I love drinking it. I love who it made me become. I loved all the, the you know, the bar scene. The, the you know, I loved that all at one yeah. point. You know, because yeah. it worked for me. It right. filled that hole. Yes. Right? Without the yes. consequences. Without, you know, it, there, wasn't, there was very minimal consequences yeah. at the time. But yeah. here's the, here's the yeah. danger. And here's the danger. Yeah. Is you're acting like we're not going to have those horrible times in sobriety. Yeah, you're gonna go. You're gonna face some tragedy. You're gonna you're gonna lose people that you love. People is gonna die. People is gonna get car wrecks. People is gonna overdose. And you know, it's just mm-hmm. you know, kids and all these things are going to happen to you. You right. better be prepared for that. Right. You know, and it's it's funny because when you when you first brought this up earlier, um, it reminds me of, of things that I that I've taught to people. Because the one thing I always get from people who've never been through addiction is that they just don't understand. Uh, addiction. They say, I can never understand addicts. I can never understand right. this. And I, and, and, you know, and I tell them, I say, listen, uh, number one, sin is an addiction. All right. So let's just you know, admit that whatever your sin of choice is, mm-hmm. is an addiction to you. But also Christianity can become an addiction. I've seen it. Uh, you know, when I first uh, got saved at 17, so my sobriety came right when I got saved, right? It was, it was synonymous with each other. Right. Uh, and 
I remember that, you know, the reason I got into addiction for me was to cover up the pain that I was going through. I had a horrible upbringing. I was just a bad, just, just a dysfunctional household, things like that, abusive, all these different things. And I remember, uh, that, uh, I used drugs to cover up that pain. Well, for the first 10 years of my, uh, of my faith, uh, give or take, uh, I used Christianity to cover up my pain. Yeah. I didn't deal with my pain. I didn't want to deal with my pain. You know, and, and it wasn't until I, I, I read uh, the Ragamuffin Gospel by Brendan Manning, which if you haven't read, it's about this Christian who struggles with uh, alcoholism throughout his entire faith journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says in the book, the more perfect I try to be, the less perfect I actually become. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it was at that moment that I realized that God... God wants me to deal with my, with my crap, Yeah, you know, and, and I have to stop treating Christ like an addiction and start treating him as a relationship. Right. And that's, and so when we, when we talk about these things, man, well, I mean, that's the thing with me is like, and that's the problem I have with Christianity and religion as uh-huh. a whole. Yeah. And it's like people, and you know, and I'm, I'm somewhat jaded to the fact, but you know, people would, I see people all the time and they're like, uh, you know. Uh, you know, all you gotta do is pray. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. We probably edit that part out. That was that was Marty's <laughs> alarm saying, "Get out of here." <laughs> we probably edit, we probably edit that out. Um, <clears throat> but that's the thing, you know. I always said, like, you know, praying and you know, faith without works is dead. Yes. Right. And yes. I'm not a huge Christian. I've read the Bible front to back. I have done these things. But I'm not, uh, uh, you know, I don't go to church. I don't do a lot of these things that, that normal Christians do. I find God. I find God in people. I find yeah. God in helping people. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, God speaks to me through people, you know. And that's my idea of God is, is maybe different than yours. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Now, I don't really care, right? Yeah. Um, but what I, you know, I always tell people, like, God never came down. Jesus never came down and smacked a crack pipe out of my mouth. It never happened. I, I, I prayed for it, and I prayed right. for it, I prayed for it, but I didn't do nothing about it. Yeah. You know, I, I was 20 years lost in addiction and the madness and the chaos that comes with that and all that. And in the last 10 of those years, like, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wanted out oh, yeah. so bad. I didn't know a way. And I was, you know, I would do those, uh, what do you call them, foxhole prayers. And I would, oh, yeah. Make, you know what I mean? Uh, uh-huh. Over a toilet, you know. I call them toilet prayers. Uh, yeah, I call them bathroom stall prayers. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I did those. And I, I you know, and I, I went to church and I, you know, I got saved on a couple different occasions. Right. You know, I'm like, it didn't work first time. Let's do it again. You know, I, and my faith was never really there. But I did nothing about the action part of the program. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can have all the faith in the world. If you're not putting, if you're not moving your feet, mm-hmm. like, what are you going to do? It, yeah. And, 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 you know. I don't know. I, like, if I if I redefine what you said a little bit, or just say it differently, it, you know, it's it's uh, allowing God to lead your feet in a in a direction, right? right? Okay. Be, you know, because you know, for me, there's this verse in Galatians um, that says, "Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature." Right? Um, and and we always imagine that as two people walking side by side by my own power, but I know that. By my own power, I'm a pretty crappy person, right? right? Uh, by my own power, I, I fail a lot, yeah. right? Uh, but if I allow God to take over and pull me in the direction he wants me to go, then, uh, then I know that I will be successful in what I do and, and you know, overcome my crap, right? you know? And, and so, you know, but here's the thing. I agree with you wholeheartedly that the religious organization known as the church has a lot of issues and it's a lot of inauthentic crap. Um, and, uh, and I, I, I am not a, a big fan of a lot of church organizations, right? I, I have a home church. I go to a home church, right? And I, I love my home church. I'm not painting a brush over all of it, but unfortunately the perception of the church in America is not the best. Right. So I get what you're saying, man. And you have to, you have to walk by your own, you have to walk by your own feet. For me, it's by the power of God. I have to walk by my own feet. Right. I, I think willpower is yeah. never like I, by nature, I'm, I'm evil by nature. Yes. I'm lazy by yeah. nature. I'm a procrastinator and violent and by nature, I'm a negative parasitic person, yes. you know, and, and you know, the mind is my enemy. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest enemy that I have is the way that this thing works. Yeah. You know? And if I have the disease of addiction, 
then it's it's a it's a thinking problem. It's a think it's behavior problems. Yeah. So like my constant battle with this, my mind is what I do every day. You know, yeah. I, I I do suffer from some mental health problems, of course. I mean, but what do I do? I don't sit on a couch and wish for them to go away. I don't I don't sit on a couch and, and pray. I don't I don't sit on a couch and, and really I don't sit on a couch that much. But anyway <laughs> You, you, you know, don't I, seem like I a gotta, sitter, Marty. No, I've gotta <laughs> take action, man. I yeah. you know and, and that's the when I read in the Bible that faith without works yes. is dead, I that's resonated with me ever since. Yeah, and the question is where do the works come from, right? right. And, and and you know, uh there's nothing wrong with praying. Let me make sure no, I, you know yeah, I know you're not saying that. Uh, but I want to make sure that our listeners don't misunderstand, gotcha. right? Uh, there's nothing wrong with praying. As a matter of fact, I think prayer is a good thing. Yeah. As, you know, it's just like I, you know, I'm friends with Autumn. I I want to talk with Autumn, right? If I don't talk with Autumn or go visit her shop, not much of friends, are we? Right? Yeah. And so it, it, it comes down to that. Yeah, you gotta get that. Yeah, right. Listen, listen, she's not even she's not even saying, oh yeah, yeah, don't totally friends. I think that this is a, probably a one way relationship at this point, but that's fine, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go back because I, I talked to a lot of people who are struggling to quit drugs or alcohol, and that was me for a long time too, right? So uh, the first time I went to rehab, I was 19. Uh, the second time, I struggled with postpartum. I struggled with um, a lot of that and went to rehab again. And then so there was like four four different rehabs. And you and I both have talked about our struggle with mental illness and how all of that goes in together. Yep. Um, and kind of figuring one piece to help out the other. But my I hear people say, um, I've tried that before. I've tried to get sober. And and I kind of smile because it's like anything else. Like what do you think it was for you that clicked? Because that's the one thing I still like wish I knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, no. I've tried so hard and why is it that sometimes it clicks and sometimes it doesn't? I hate the word try. Yeah. I do. I hate the word. You know, and you I'm a, I'm a 12 stepper guys. We we you know, I'm I'm not ashamed. I, I love the fact that, you know, I tried a hundred different ways. Right? Yeah. I, mean, I tried a hundred different ways on my own accord, my own willpower, all these other different directions, but you know, I tried 100 times to get sober and I drank 101 times, yeah. you know, until I finally got into the 12 steps. But, you know, um, I, I hear people say that all the time. I, I, I tried to work the 12 steps. Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean you tried? What, what does that mean? You worked all 12 and it didn't work? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tried it. It didn't work for me. Uh, well, what step did you get to? Well, I got to step three. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you didn't try it. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Well, maybe they tried it. They didn't finish it. Well, and that's the, that's the important thing. Try to eat a potato chip. You don't try. You do it. <laughs> You don't, you don't just, you, you can't go through like trying. You gotta go through like doing, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, I talked to somebody, they said, well, I'm trying. No, no, you're not. You're doing. You're yeah. doing it. You're actually doing it. Keep going. Yeah. You know, and that one thing for me that clicked, you know, I was 35 years of age. I've been in prison three times. Mm-hmm. And here I was sitting in the county jail that I've been to since I was 15 years old. I've been coming to the same county jail, same same cell block. Cell block E. What's up, Vermaine County? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out to Vermaine County Jail. Um, no, cell block E. I'm sitting in the cell block. I've been coming here. And my name's wrote on the wall over there. And it's been there since I, you know, for right. the last 15 years. You know, and I keep seeing it. I keep reading it. And uh, I'm 35, and I'm sitting in the, they, they, they had me on a $50,000 bond, no 10%. And they were kept, kept postponing my court dates. So I sat in there for a year. In, in one room, basically, for a year. And, you know, I've been in prison three times, and prison time is a lot better. It's a lot easier. So, you know, you get some movement, you get some, mm-hmm. you get a job, you get to, you get to come and go. I, I actually got my first heroin addiction in prison, but that's a, it's another story. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, I'm sitting here in uh, this county and I'm just watching all these these young kids. I'm 35. Mm-hmm. I'm watching all these 19, 20-year-old kids slap rapping about about nothing, about what they did on the streets and how cool they are. And they're fighting and they're hustling and they're gambling and they're doing all these things. And then suddenly that was disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how or what, but that was just disgusting to me. Like, that was me. Right. You know, that's who I was. Uh-huh. And here I am, 35, still doing this crap. You know, so that's that was the transformation right there in, where I started just, like, becoming... Uh, I started isolating myself. I started reading. I started reading all these... I never read a fiction book in my uh-huh. life, really. Um, I started reading all these self-help books and AA and NA and all these different books and studying them. And 
you know, and that's what, you know, there wasn't this like aha moment in my life. There was this aha year. Right. You yes. Know, where I got to actually isolate from, from all this madness out here and isolate and actually study things and me and, mm -hmm. and my behaviors, you know. Are you fascinated with psychology? I, I love I it. I love psychology. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not smart enough to, to ingest a lot of it, but. Right. <laughs> I mean, like any other, like any other psychologist, a large part of why we get into it is because we want to understand ourselves. Yeah, yes. and sure. people. Why do we tick? Why yeah, we yeah, exactly. Why do we tick talk? Uh, tick What's up, people? <laughs> Selfless plug. All right. Uh, so, so you you it, you become disgusted. Yeah. Uh, what happens next? Well, and that's the thing, and, and this is where things got interesting, right? I spent 20-some years in the madness, mm -hmm. in and out of jails, in and out of prisons, in and out of hospitals, you know, just just homelessness. And I don't mean like I'm sleeping in my buddy's couch in my mom's basement homeless. I mean sleeping outside mm -hmm. in pretty much the dead of winter, yeah. you know? Uh, cold. One bar would close at 3 a.m. and the other one would open at 7, and I had four hours where I had to sleep out in the cold, you know, just miserable right you know so you know during that year i like to call it my aha year you know uh during that year of studying and, and researching and planning and i called I, I got something in my head i call scripting mm -hmm. which i you know people name it something different but i'm i'm every night i'm planning what i'm going to do i'm seeing myself as doing this i'm positive affirmation oh yeah sure i'm visualizing yeah, yeah, what yeah. my goals are and how i'm going each step it is to get there and this right. is the powerful this it's a powerful thing when you do that mm -hmm. yeah you know uh, having a dream is one thing, but when you actually put it to paper and you actually make yep. a plan and you actually have a date and a time and all these things, that's when a dream becomes reality. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, so I got out, you know, after 360 days, whatever it was, and, uh, you know, I got out to a year's house arrest. I got out, went to a sober living, moved in, eventually got my own apartment, uh, one bedroom. Uh, crappy apartment. I had to kill bugs once in a while. Nobody did. Yeah, whatever, man. It's, it's part of life. A couple of cockroaches. Around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I was grateful. That's yeah. what I was about to say. I was you know? so grateful. Yeah. You know, I was walking to work. I was, you know, walking an hour to work, walking an hour home into sleep, rain, snow. And I, I had a job as a maintenance mechanic. And, and I, I'm sorry, I started off. And this is an important little story. I don't know how much time we got, but this is an important little story. Uh, I started off as a tech. I'm sorry, in a, in a temporary service. Yeah, yeah. In a temporary service, making seven twenty-five or whatever it was an hour, you know, in this sober living. And by the time I paid my child support and my rent at the sober living, I had roughly ten to twenty dollars a week. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm walking an hour to work at five thirty in the morning. And I'm walking an hour home, and I get to the job, and I just something clicked to me in that year in that jail. You know, I it was. I'm just grateful. I'm, I'm, I get to work and I'm working hard. It's hot in there. And my butt's chapped from the rain walk I just did, you know, and I'm just grateful. Yeah. You know, people are taking breaks when they're taking breaks. I'm trying to learn something. I'm trying to work. A machine would break down and everybody would run off and the maintenance mechanics would come over and work on it. And I would watch them fix it. And the next time the machine broke down, I would fix it. You know, and that's the, you know, everybody else hated me because I couldn't take the little breaks, but I, didn't, <laughs> I was just so grateful. I wanted to, I wanted to learn. I wanted to be that. I wanted to become something. And yeah. Then, you know, and then well, guess what happened? You know, making $8 an hour, whatever it was, a job came up for a maintenance mechanic. Guess who got it? Yeah. Me. Right. Because I'm positive and right. I'm talking to these people and I'm networking within the company and I'm fixing the machines and I'm watching them fix the machines and I'm learning and I'm doing all these things because why one word? Because I'm so eternally grateful mm -hmm. for the life that I am living even though it, it wasn't much. Right. right. You know? I'm right. grateful. Well, yeah, it was a huge. It was a huge improvement for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sleeping outside. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not hungover. I'm not. Why well, is that deeper for me? It was like. Opening my eyes for the first time and feeling okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I was excited about everything. Right. And Give me headphones and right. I'm walking down the road. I'm happy. <laughs> like, you know, you, people say, you know, I noticed the sky for the first time. Or yeah. I noticed. And I'm not kidding you. This past year being home, I'm like, has the sunset always looked like this? Has it always been there? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I know. Yeah. Who did that? I was so much in my head, 24-7, never present, that I miss out on so much. You know, it's funny because uh, this is the one thing I think that all recovering addicts share is 
the gratefulness of the day, yeah. right? The gratefulness of the world that we live in, even in its crap, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm the I'm the father of six kids. Let that wash over you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, brother. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I see your hair's turning a little gray. Uh, dude, it turned gray a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, and my kids have a really good life. Right. They have a really good life. They, they don't have to worry about abuse. They don't have to worry about addiction. They don't have to worry about, you know, any of these things that I that I experienced. Up, yeah, experienced in my life. Um, and, and the one question I've always had is, uh, how do I help them learn the things that I had to learn early on because of my crap. Yeah, tough love stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, the stuff that, you know, you're, like I'm not going to let them go through dysfunction just so they can grow up early, you know what I mean? But, the, so, you know, it, as you go through your your ministry and your life and you talk to people who didn't experience life the way you experienced, uh, how do you teach that gratefulness? Can you? Uh, you know, I don't. I feel like with some people, yes, you could probably, it could be taught. Yeah. Uh, people, people are smarter than I, and they can look at somebody and learn from somebody else's mistakes. Yeah. I was never that type. I feel like the school of hard knocks, quote unquote, if you will, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. I feel like it's a, you know, that 20 years that I spent out there in that madness, I always wondered why, why, why me? Why yeah. this? Why did my parents have to be this? Why couldn't my dad leave me with a business? Why, why couldn't I have a, a, a car at the age of 16? Why right. You know, just all these whys and, uh, and uh, you know, chip on my shoulder. Why did my mom have to leave? You know, yeah. why did she take my brother and sister and leave me by all these different things? Right. But, you know, after coming out of it and getting, uh, getting this gratitude that I speak of, like I look back on that, like, Thank God that happened. Right. You know, thank God I had to go through because it's enabled me to do what I do today. Yeah, yeah. but you, know, you got kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you, but you don't want your kids to go through the same thing. You know, so how do you teach I this mean, to your kids? Do you or don't you? I mean, it's hard. Like, do, would I like to, you know what I want to do? I want to take my kids to a jail and have them sit there in a cell for a week without the, you know, the charges. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I don't want to screw up their life. But, right. I, you know, I do want that for them. There's there's a safe way to it's do hard. it. There's a safe way to do it, and then there's a bad way to do yeah, it. Yeah, and I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not the, I, I am by far not a great father. I mean, I oh, dude, try. I'm right there with you. Yeah, <laughs> I try. I, I yeah. try to. I said the word try again. Yeah. Oh. Listen, I I have made it very clear to my wife and to my kids. You will not. I I, I will disappoint you. Yeah. I will hurt you. Uh, I will. I will. But, I will. But here's the thing. You're here. Yeah. But but I will love you. Yeah. yeah. And, and my kids will know, my kids will know at the end of the day, their dad loves them yeah. to death, right? Uh, and, and that's that's all I can do. And that's all I've tried to live for in the last 15 years as dad. Yeah, you it's, know? Good. it's a good thing to live for. Yeah. Well, and we were talking earlier, just so what you were speaking about, Marty, was um, the gift that you have is so relatable to the people that you're working with. And yeah. you can speak to a group of people um, and you have that gift of being relatable yeah you know one alcoholic relating to another is without parallel yeah i mean by far that's what that's what the the whole basis and the whole foundation of aa is Mm -hmm. yeah they tried and they tried to do these different things and when they finally said you know what me and bill's gonna go in here at this hospital and we're gonna talk to this guy who's dying from alcoholism and and that was the moment they realized that all this other crap Yep. was frivolous without that alcoholic relating to another alcoholic. I yeah. I used to go to therapy and you know for my addiction and, and, and I would talk to a therapist who's never been who's never shot yeah. up with toilet water and I'm just right. like I you got nothing for me. Right. Yeah. You know that that's not the right way to think now. No. Right. You know what I mean? No, commonality matters, man. Yeah. yeah, when you look through my PTSD uh um uh, therapy, uh if the person didn't experience military life you had nothing for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I, and it wasn't your fault. You don't get it. Yeah, you just don't get what I went through. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and it's the same way through addiction. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, it's all about just like, I think this is kind of what you use and I've used um, the opposite of addiction um, is connection. Yes. And that word for me in that last year that I was going through is that's what all this is about. That's why we do this in general is right. because, you know, we talk with different people and it's about hearing something that you can relate to and have a little bit of hope that maybe your life can be better. That's what it's all about. And that's the hard part too. When you first get into recovery, because 
you know, being a negative parasitic person that we are while we're in active addiction, you know, getting into one of these rooms or, or in one of these fellowships or whatever, the only thing we're doing is trying to pick apart the, the things that we're not you know, that's I'm that's not like that. I am not yeah, like yeah. that. She has right. never been where I've been. You can't right. even imagine. I think you that's yeah. life in yeah. general nowadays. Do. You know right. what I mean? It's judgment, well, right? Yeah, I mean this is how this is how I act towards people in the church who grew up in the church and had a perfect life. You don't know what I went through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's that's stupid of me. Yeah. You know, like it's 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 prideful almost. It is, it's ego. Yeah, it's like, you know, no, I, I, I and I had to check myself when I look at people who had their crap together. <laughs> you know, like, like, man, you don't even know. You, you don't even know what heart is. <laughs> right. I mean, truth be told, we don't, we don't know anybody's story until we ask. Exactly you right. Know, we don't. We don't know what people are going through or what they've been through or, or any of those things. And it's, it's when you were that. It's so great when you get to be like these podcasts, this yeah. podcast right here, and being out in the streets and talking to people and be working in treatment and recovery like I do. And when you actually get this, this is a thing that I've learned over the years. When I get to actually ask somebody, like, how are you? Yeah. And for the first time in my life, I actually listen. Yes. And you get that connection that you spoke of, Autumn. And you, that connection is powerful. And it's not, <clears throat> it's not even, I can't even articulate the, you know, what comes of that. You know, because when somebody, you get a, you know, I call it hope shots, you know, yeah. I get to see people above me, below me, beside me, all this. And I, I get a glimmer of hope, mm-hmm. yes. you know, and when I first walked into my very first uh, fellowship meeting and there was a guy at the end of the table chairing the meeting and I could tell, you know, I'm in the corner with my hood up and my arms crossed and I'm, right. I'm dope sick and, you yeah. know, I'm, I just drank a bunch of liquor. You're angry at the world. I, 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 I'm scared too, yeah. you know, and that's what, that's where all my anger comes that's from true. is fear. Yeah. I'm yes. scared. Yep. I, you know, I don't understand, but I'm obviously something drug me into this room. And I don't understand that still to this day. Right. Yeah. You, you, you get my higher power, whatever you want to call it. You know, but I looked across this room and I could tell this guy was up here and he had been where I'd been. He kind of, you know, we know our own, right? And he was speaking with, uh, with a, with a voice of assertiveness and he was, he was standing up, he had posture and he was, he was looking people in the eye and I just, and he was talking this uh, uh, about solutions and how he had did. And I was just like. I don't know what that is, but I want that. Yes. Yeah. You know, yep. I want that. Yep. Yeah. Been there. Been there. I mean, we, and, and that's what we have to keep doing. We have to find that person who is where we're not, but yes. where we want to be. Yes. And follow that and mentor, follow that person. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Man, well, mentoring so, is huge. I was so scared of not admitting that I knew everything. But yeah. You know right. I mean? like, and that's right. what I love. Like, that is what I love about my life today is I can connect with people that I'm trying to do, like you, for instance, I said, hey, I want to do a podcast. We were on his podcast, Brian and I, and I said, this is something I've always wanted to do. Those little glimmers of things in the back of your head that you've you've always wanted to do. And so when I messaged him or whenever I talked to him, I said, you know, can you help me with this? And he said, better yet, you can come co-host. The biggest thing. mistake I've ever <laughs> no but that's so cool <laughs> no, that's it. I mean you you will be surprised what you'll get out of life if you're just humble enough to ask, ask for, for it. help yeah you know yeah and humble enough to to invite somebody on you know <laughs> I mean honestly I mean like because people because people uh, pe- you know I- I've gone to people and I've asked them for help and they're like screw you yeah yeah I, I-, I don't have time for you no you know uh, and-, and that's fine you can't let that like knock you Deter- down no, yeah yeah you just gotta find the right person right, right. because because, uh, you know, uh, your vibe attacks yeah. your tribe. Yes, right. Your vibe attacks your tribe. You should be a preacher, Autumn. I, I feel like that. I yeah. got these little one-liners. Yeah, that's good. That's like good. Life attracts like. This is true. Right. And I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I'm sure you can relate to this. When we were sick, uh, you could be at a party, and I promise you I would find the one person in the room that the same drug as I did without a word. I moved across the country, and within 20 minutes, I knew where the crack dealer it's, was. It's yeah. we attract you know? what the vibe is <clears throat> putting out, and but that same thing goes whenever you're doing good. Like, you're going to attract the people that are kind of doing the same thing yeah. that you are. So when you found out, when you started doing this as a ministry, right, um, as a job, as a you know living, whatever you want to call it, um, did that happen? Did you find uh, that all of a sudden people from the recovery world start finding their way to you? It, it, it's, it's the law of attraction. Yep. Right. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's physics. It's a thing like attracts like, and, and 
when you start opening, when I don't open the doors. My higher power opens the doors. That's the right. universe opens the doors. God opens the doors. You, when you, and I don't know. I always, I've always torn on this too. Did, did, did he or it always open the doors, and I just didn't walk through them? But now, when you start looking at those doors, and you you see them, and you're aware of them, and you start stepping through those doors, that just more doors started opening up, and more doors there. Sometimes, and most of the time, people. Yes. You know, just yeah. like being on it, meeting Autumn. You know, yeah. I I wanted uh, I wanted a damn protein shake, and you know, <laughs> I work out. I'm down the road, and then I meet Autumn, and then I don't know. I don't remember our first conversation on, but it was like we knew, we knew, yeah, yeah and we didn't know how we knew. Yeah. You, know? you walked in and I said, what are you... She looked at me with the face tattoo and she's like, that's one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I said, I said, um, what do you do? Oh, we were talking about social media. And then you said, you know, I do some stuff with social media. I said, yeah. what do you do? And you said, I just opened a treatment center. I go, who sent you here? <laughs> yeah. That's what it was, because yes. Because I, you know, Brian and I were both at that point looking just to get in the, get, start giving back and, yeah. you know, newly in recovery and, and. You said, you said, yes, I'm here. Somebody sent me. It's for an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, and, and, and they come out of just the weirdest places. I dropped off a U-Haul truck, and the person that took my key, who worked there, uh, started talking about addiction out yeah. of the blue. And I'm like, cool, let's do this. <laughs> you know? I mean, it just happens all the time. I, and, and that's the thing. I'll, I will be – I don't know if it's just me or my personality or the face tattoo. I don't know what it is. But I'll be anywhere. I'll be in an airport. I'll be in a. I was in the gas station, or I'm sorry, the bathroom of an airport the other day, and started talking to a flight, a, a, um, a pilot. Yeah. And he was telling me how bad it was over in in New Jersey, and, and you know, just always these conversations. No matter where I go, you know, I don't know. You know, yeah. it's that law of attraction. People are just. You, I wish I could explain, but I'm not a physicist, so I don't understand. No, I, I mean, I, I've been to it now. An intention, my intention now is a lot different than it was. Yeah, you know, it. it's to help people. It's to connect with people. Yeah. And I think when you're open to that, um, you're, you'll be very surprised with what kind of 100%. comes into your life. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's a lot like, and I'm going to, this is probably, I don't know how this analogy is going to work. It just came to my head. So let's try it. Let's hear it. Uh, you know, you buy a car, right? Uh, and like I have, I have uh, a Nissan Leaf, all right, an electric car, and I Leaf? yeah, it's called the Leaf. I've never heard of that. Okay, oh, yeah, it's an electric car. Make anyway, like a tree and oh, never mind. Leaf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I have never noticed these things out on the road ever, right? I get the car. What happens? See them everywhere. I see them everywhere. Yeah. Right. And and, and when when your perspective changes, yes, and you start owning a different part of your life in a different way then you start noticing those similarities around you. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's a part of it. But then also, you're also attracting those people to you. Yeah, I, I used to challenge people all the time and tell them, <clears throat> go home in the morning. In the morning, when you wake up, write red car on a piece of paper 50 times. Yep. And see what happens. Yep, exactly. You know, it's your perspective. Perspective, yep. perspective is everything. It's how we choose to look at a situation, whether it be good or bad. Yeah. You know, I choose today... You know, being a negative parasitic person my whole life, I choose today to find the lesson, mm -hmm. the, 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 how can I learn from this mistake? I don't like to call, use the word mistake, but that's what I'm going to use right now. Mm -hmm. How do I learn? Like everything is a growing opportunity. I, I actually, <clears throat> I actually like want mistakes to happen, you know, cause that's when I grow the most. When I, when I'm struggling you know, even in recovery, when I'm struggling with something, usually my struggles are very small now. Yeah. You know, they're high class problems. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, my struggle, but when I'm struggling, that's when I have to sit back mm -hmm. and say, hmm, you know, cause I could go through life on autopilot and I, I'm very capable of doing that. You know, they, mm -hmm. they say that like 80 some percent of you, everything you do in your day is subconsciously. Right. Yep. You know, you don't have to think about tying your shoe. You just tie your shoe and that's kind of how your day rolls if you allow it. Right. And that's easy to do. And that's easy to fall into that that autopilot. But when you get when you make a mistake and it kind of cuts you, and you're just like, oh, yep, where did I go wrong? Yeah, you know, those are those are the important parts of my day. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, the parts that you can learn from. Yeah, right. You can you can dwell on. I have this little theory that there's there's like third forty seven of those in your day. You know, and how you react. And how, you know, you got 47 opportunities in a day to change who you are as a person. Yeah. You can either, huh? 
curious. It was a, it was a, <laughs> it was a, um, it was a number. I don't know where it came from, okay. okay? But it was a number where I started doing. He was sounding so smart. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you I called mean, him on his crap. And no, it really is. It's an ambiguous number, but it, okay. you know, it could be a hundred. It could be yeah. fifteen. But I, I feel like forty-seven is my number. And this right. is, an, this is a number that kept popping up. You ever have one of those things? You ever have one of those things that this number just keeps popping up? It's kind of like if I wrote forty-seven on a piece of paper. Yeah. You have this opportunity to to change your life. Yeah. And, and they're small one at a time they mean nothing. They're frivolous, right? Yeah. But if you add all forty seven of those things up in your day, you have completely changed who you are. Well that's why hindsight's twenty twenty. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean here's the thing, like so I was smoking, I smoked cigarettes when I first got in recovery, you know, my whole life. And then when I first got in recovery, well, I would take the cellophane off the off this pack and I would throw it on the ground without even thinking about it. Yeah. Subconsciously, autopilot, just yeah. throw it on the ground, throw it on the ground. Well, somebody said something one day. It's like, hey, you know, you're in recovery now. We don't pick that up. I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, whatever, dude. You know, my right. ego's flared up. I want right. to punch you in right. the face right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I bent down and I picked it up and I threw it away. You know, and then the next day I went to unwrap and I threw it on the ground and I looked at it and I was like, mm. That split second. Mm. Yep, yep. You know? So I bent down, I picked it up, I threw it in the trash. The next day I unwrapped it and I threw it on the ground again. I was like, what the, you know? Right. So I bent down one more time and I picked it up and I threw it away. The next day I unwrapped it, I go to throw it down and I stop myself. Catch yourself. Yep. And I'm like, ha! And I threw it away. And I did that a couple times. And then now it's my subconscious thing to unwrap it and throw it in the trash yep. on the ground. And that's how any life change happens. Yes. Anything, whether it be working out, whether it be getting off an addiction, whether it be faith, it's making those small decisions. That means everything. Yeah, yeah. They do. Exactly right. Because, you know, I changing something big, like stop using drugs. Right. <laughs> Whoa. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dope sick right now. So, uh, But you can change. And if drugs and alcohol are the, our problem. Yeah. They're the solution to our problem. They're how we fix our problems. And we got to change these little behavior things mm-hmm. in order to sustain. we got to find deeper problems. solutions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like a seatbelt, you know. I yeah. hate it. I would never wear a seatbelt. you crazy. Mm. And, you know, I'd put the damn thing on because they told me to. And then it, it would get my neck and I would hate it, you know. And I'd put it on the next day, you know, and I kept putting it on. And now it's it's a thing that I do without even thinking about it. Yep. And it's, just, and it's just it's just weird how all that stuff works. Habits are formed this way. Yeah. Small decisions make big impacts. I think uh, I think negative. I think bad habits. The only way I can change personally, I can change a bad habit is replacing it with a good habit. I think that's true for anybody. Yeah. I think that's what you have to do. I think I think that's why that's how uh, faith helped me with my uh, recovery. Right. Because Christ had to become my addiction for a while. Uh, before before the death happened, right. you know. So I think that's true of anything. I think you know you get people to work out, or you get people to you know to do A, B, C, or D. You know, uh, it's that's how it goes, man. You know. I was told that once early in, in one of the fellowship meetings. You know, character defects are the mm-hmm. are the nature of our disease, right. like shortcomings, yeah. character defects, and the only way to replace a character defect is to find a character asset. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, oh, I love that. Focus on the character asset. Yeah. Well, Marty, listen, man, I, we could talk all day, and okay. I, I, I definitely want to. Unfortunately, uh, this is an hour-long show. Uh, <laughs> so I want to I want to uh, uh, thank you for, for being on the show, uh, for being on the podcast, the show. I just now started calling it the show. It is a show. It is. I like it. Yeah. But thank you for being on. Uh, yeah, yeah, Marty Norman Live. Uh, uh, and uh, one of the things that we do uh, at the end of every uh, podcast is allow you to do a shout out, selfless plug time. Uh, so uh, why don't you go ahead and, and tell us where people can connect with you, how they can get a hold of you, um, how they can learn more about you. Well, I <clears throat> I, I am a lot on a lot of platforms. You know, I do. I came out several years ago. About came out here then. Yeah, I did. Um, wow. <laughs> anyway, so I, I, I did, and that's how it was. You know, you, you start talking about recovery. You know, six yeah. years ago, seven years ago, you start talking about recovery. You were shunned. Yeah. You know? yeah. Nobody was out here going live talking about their recovery on Facebook when I started doing it seven years ago, right. eight years ago, whatever it was, and. 
so coming out and doing that and, 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 you know, coining the phrase not anonymous was, was huge. And it was also, you know, people, people were taking, controversial. man, yes, <laughs> people were taking shots at me and I just kind of kept doing, I never took shots back. I just kept going. But anyway, you can find me at, you know, my name is Marty Norman. I have a uh, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok at TikTok. You can find me at, at a Norman life. Uh, it's pretty funny. My wife's hilarious and I, I don't understand her most of the time. But anyway, <laughs> go check out A Norman Life on TikTok or Marty Norman Live on Instagram. I, and if anybody is struggling with drugs and alcohol, like I have a, a, a treatment center. We have amazing treatment center. We have every level of care, you know, everywhere from uh, medical detox to residential, PHP, IOP, even into sober living, yeah. transitional living. You know, so, and that's my goal. That's my primary purpose is to help people find their recovery journey. Awesome. Awesome. And, and to piggyback off of that, uh, you know, uh, Community Transformation Partners, the organization that I work for, in which I am now the executive director. I, I love, I, I, I like that. I, I shouldn't like titles. That is I, a sexy title. I kind of like this title. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all that to say it is uh, that we also help with that faith journey. And, uh, if you are uh, in a rehab program or if you, uh, if you just need help transitioning into a new life uh, that is away from addiction, uh, that, that celebrates a community and conversation and holistic faith. Coffee. Yeah, and coffee. <laughs> um, coffee is allowed here. Um, then you can, try, you can check us out as well. We have Facebook and Instagram, uh, Community Transformation Partners. Uh, .org. You can email me, Larry, at communitytransformationpartners.org. Uh, you can find me on all the major grams and social medias. Uh, Larry Vincent Pastor L5 is my handle for a lot of things. Uh, so you can find me there as well. Autumn, you get the last shout-out of the day. Come on. Last, but certainly least. Not I least, am no. Autumn Coffee, you can find me on Facebook. On Instagram, I am the real Autumn Coffee. The real one, not the fake one. Uh, that would be C O F F E Y. That's correct, C O F F E Y. And many a days and weekends, you can find me hanging out at the Energy Spot Brownsburg. Amazing place, by the way. Oh yeah, I love it. Love it. Um, that's where I have my healthy bar. Uh, come get your protein shakes, your energy drinks, and your good vibes. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, guys, uh, that will do it for the Coffee and Conversation podcast. We have one more episode left for this season. Autumn and I get to reminisce. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up and reminisce over the season and how this experience was I'm for both of us. I got to be the last one, so I'm fresh, on, I'm fresh on your mind. Yes. Last shall be first, my friend. Yes. The last shall it. be first. <laughs> uh, I feel like Marty might be a regular on the show uh, in the future. So, uh, I love to be. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll hit you up, man. Absolutely. For sure. I feel like he's going to forget my number. Yeah, he's like, who's... Marty who? <laughs> <laughs> we can't look. We, we already made this connection earlier. His, his Martin and, and Lawrence is my name. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Martin Lawrence, man. You know? See what he did there? Yeah, Martin yeah. Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Martin. I, I see a buddy. Martin. I see a buddy cop movie uh, coming our way. I, I, I totally... The, the <laughs> Sure, with the red hair and the tattooed. Yeah, uh, that would be a good conversation. Yeah. I, I think so. There's I think a so. In there You're the muscle on the brains. There you go. What, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I look. No one. If you've seen me, you know I'm not the muscle. All right. That's just. I, I can play the goofball. Uh, you know, you can play the cop with the with with the with the bad cop. The back. Oh yes. Okay, we're getting way off topic. All right. Uh, hey guys, as always, thank you for watching the podcast. Uh, share this podcast with others. Let 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 the world know about how cool this place is. Uh, but as always, peace, love, and soul. See you guys.